Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia and I'm kind of sitting here with Ben Hunter, our fiction category manager, and Sarah McDowling, our kids and YA category manager. And today (laughs) we're podcasting from home, which is where I suspect a lot of our listeners are right now because of the whole coronavirus situation. So we thought we'd take some time to sit down today and have a chat about books because it's looking like we're going to have a lot more time to read in the near future. Uh, So we'll be talking books and also book series that are the perfect thing to dive into right now. So please do excuse us if the sound quality isn't quite what you're used to from us. Uh, We're doing our best in this situation. Uh, How are we all feeling, guys? It's very weird. Yeah, it's weird to be doing a podcast from home without being able to see you guys' faces. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I feel a lot more vulnerable, like someone's going to walk in on me at any moment. I'm also realising I probably shouldn't be sitting next to an open window. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, you sound good, Sarah. Aw, thanks, Sam. (laughs) Well, I thought we could start off by asking, what are we all reading right now? Ben, would you like to kick us off? Ah, Well, I just read um, a wonderful book uh, called The Dictionary of Lost Words. It's by an author called Pip Williams. Uh, She's from Adelaide. it's a new book. It's going to um, be uh, on the shelf from the 31st of March, um, 2020. And it is absolutely lovely. As I said, it's um, all around the uh, the coming to of the Oxford English Dictionary, um, which is in my mind as old as time, as old as the printing press, as old as books <laughs> itself. But it's actually, didn't actually become a thing until the 20th century. Um, So it's a turn of the century coming of age story about this uh, incredible young woman who is um, at the coalface of uh, lexicography is what they call it, the the charting of words. Uh, It's a man's world, but uh, she is, um, she's in it from birth. Her father is, um, uh, working in what they call the scriptorium. It's just a beautiful love letter to words, this book. Um, and there's all this juicy stuff around um, women's suffrage, the First World War, um, the automization and mechanization of the economy, all this beautiful stuff and so many, so many words. I love it. Hmm. So this is a real book lover's book. Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Sarah, but what about you? So this is such a loaded question because I feel like um, at the moment there's multiple reading going on. So I'm I'm juggling a lot of different books. Do do we want to talk about the specifically the, the sort of kids book that I'm reading or just Let's I don't know where to begin. Know, what are you reading? Like you could have four books on the go. I'm All not right, saying I have four books on the go, but you know. I okay. <laughs> oh, this is so weird. Okay, so I am reading in the in Deep Water by Sarah Epstein, which um, she, if anyone hasn't read her uh, previous debut book, Small Spaces, um, that one is just award-winning, like super creepy, a little bit Stephen Kingy style um, YA thriller. And this new book, um, Deep Water, is um, equally captivating. I'm I'm really into it. I'm I'm not very I'm not actually very f- 
far into it, but from from what I'm what I've read, it's got me hooked. It's about um, a missing boy, and there's a lot of great, uh, delicious, chilling atmosphere going on. And from everything I can tell so far, if you like small spaces, you're gonna love deep water. Um, I'm, I've also got some other things on the go, but <laughs> I thought I should probably start with. Uh, okay, so I am doing a lot of rereading of old favourites. It's comfort reading, <laughs> um, which is, I feel like, what, what a lot of us need right now. Okay, so have you guys got it? Have you, did you find yourself rearranging your TBR as the world crumbled around you? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I definitely I did. It was good to feel like I had control over something. It yeah. The, the world, but I can control what's on my TBR list. Yeah, I feel as though reading time just became a big, bigger chunk of life. Um, as as we're all, as everyone's social life pretty much grinds to a halt. Um, I feel like there's more time to devote to reading, and we are never short in our jobs of books to read there's like loads coming and loads of work related reading to do but um I don't know I'm just I think that I'm making a mental effort to if I read more than I normally read I want it to be non-work related reading and more specifically comfort reading of favorites um because that just makes me feel comforted yeah, what have you been comforting yourself with, Sarah? <laughs> okay, so uh, one of my favourite go go to comfort reads is like old school golden age of crime books. Oh yeah. Um, so I've got some, I've got Agatha Christie lined up. Um, I've yep. I've already reread Dorothy L. Sayers' Strong Poison, which is one of my favourites. Um, and that I've got Gordy Knight in that series coming up next that's the Peter Whimsy series um which I just really really love because it's just I don't know there's something comfort to me it's like doing a puzzle reading one of those old school crime novels where there's hardly there's generally no like forensics or blood or gore it's usually like a locked room mystery or you know something just uh really problem solvey and I like yeah. it. I like to read those um, those old books. So, yeah, definitely some Golden Age of Crime lined up. I probably, when I've finished Dorothy L. Sayers and I've, I've run out of Agatha Christie favourites, I'll probably read the Georgette Heyer mysteries, um, which I love. And then it's probably going to be Harry Potter, you guys. <laughs> oh, really? I won't lie. <laughs> Like, when was when was the last time you read Harry Potter, Sarah? I don't know. I was trying to think about this the other day. I've definitely I've definitely read it more than like the first time I read it. Um, but but starting from book one and going all the way through to the last book, I think I have this this would maybe be the third time. Um, wow. Yep. That I've done that. Uh, so I've done it as the books sort of came out or I, I read the books that were available and then waited for the last few to come out and then I reread the whole series once before in my life and then this will be the, the, the next time I'm rereading it before Wow! in my life 
I think I, I think it, when I think about what I kind of feel like reading, that's high on the list. It's because it's familiar and I have probably read those books. I, I don't know how many times. Um, it's just, it's familiar. It's comforting. And yeah. I haven't read it, reread as an adult. I've kind of, I feel like I've reached a place of peace with Harry Potter where I, I know it's there and I know it's comfortable. <laughs> I, just, I haven't felt the urge to go back and read them again, but who knows? Neither have I for a while, but I think yeah. I think this might be the time. I just hope that when I do go back and read it, that it has not, you know, dated really badly or that there's not stuff in it that, um, I don't know, that grates now. I don't know. I hope Hopefully not. I'll let you know. Yeah, um, a bit of a contentious figure these days. So yeah, so that's what I'm, there, I'm just wondering. Be the same. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I worry about. Well, if it doesn't work out and I'm not enjoying the Harry Potter reread, I would also like to do Northern Lights. Um, <gasps> yes, I did that last I, year. So good. having loved uh, the Secret Commonwealth, um, I I thought it might be good to go all the way back to his Dark Materials and go from the beginning, but. I haven't yet, but maybe now's the time. Let me tell you, it holds up. I was it does? Okay. Pleasantly surprised. Not pleasantly surprised. That sounds bad. I just, I found the same amount, if not more, of delight in the series as an adult than that I did as a child because I think a lot of it went over my head. That is good to hear because I watched the show and the show didn't really work for me. Um, so I was hoping like, so well. and then, yeah, I was just, it didn't, it seemed kind of robbed of some magic that I remember. And then I thought, yeah. well, maybe that's just, you know, the stuff that you read when you're younger never really holds up, yeah. um, as you become a bitter and, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, what's another word here? So, uh, tired. Know old person yeah <laughs> um but but I would really like to go back and I do feel that a lot of because I was probably late teens when I read that um I don't know it's hard to remember so I I reckon a lot of the philosophy and stuff will probably work a lot better for me now <laughs> yeah, um yeah uh, and then there's like um, I, I still have not read The Mirror and the Light, what? so I know it's it's that's actually probably at the top of my TBR at the moment because I did recently reread Wolf Hall and bring up the bodies, um, so I'm ready. And for whatever reason, I just I haven't I haven't like it's a real dive into that book oh yeah um, there could be a better time Tara it's yeah like a good book well and I feel like this is the, yeah this is the perfect time I sort of didn't until now because those books are so immersive and um I really feel like you just sink into them and it and you're there for a while and so it's a bit of a commitment but at a time like this <laughs> where suddenly <laughs> suddenly you've got oodles of time to make that sort of commitment that you don't normally have, then, yeah, I think that might be – that actually might be the next thing I saw. Yeah. Cromwell, Cromwell and co. can become your second family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a friend. 
I've got issues with my second family. <laughs> God, I just and the thought of diving into bring up the bodies at the moment is a little bit terrifying because I don't know. I really loved Wolf Hall, but it is also such a struggle. Yeah, you kind of need a break. Like I feel like those books really feel like time travel to me, and so, um, like when you come out of it. It just sometimes it just takes a while before you're ready to go back in. But thinking about it now, I think I'm ready. You know what else I briefly considered rereading? I don't think I will. But it was because I might, who knows? But we've got the Hunger Games prequel coming in May, I think. Yeah. It's coming up. And I was considering whether I should read Hunger Games again because guess what's selling? like crazy at the moment um, yes. yeah right <laughs> everyone's buying the hunger games box set i can't i can't order it in fast enough it's just did you enjoy the original novels um i do i do genuinely enjoy the i did remember really enjoying the first book um and then and then going into the second one and being like, well, they're just doing the whole first book all over again. Like they literally go back to the, and do the Hunger Games again. And so when you've just read it, maybe it's different if you if you had read it and then had a long wait before reading the second book. But to me, I was like, well, this is a merry-go-round. I just literally read this book and I don't want to read them do the, the whole Hunger Games all over again. So I kind of, I think I was out of it from then. I don't really remember reading the third book or liking the movie of the third book very much. Yeah, that's one I haven't revisited, I have to say. But yeah. I, I, I had to reread um, the Hunger Games for a uni subject, weirdly, in last year of my undergrad. And I found that it's actually really interesting kind of talking about it from that perspective of intense media scrutiny and narrative creation and whatnot. It's a great, like, look, I, I got a kick out of that first book. And so maybe I should reread the series. Um, now, now that we're all living in District 12, it really seems like a good time. It's hard not to get really depressing, isn't it? It is. So, but there's one series that I've kind of been toying up with, maybe not rereading, but, um, and it's not even technically a series. It's more like a quartet. I was thinking Ali Smith's seasonal quartet. I was thinking about that. That would be a good read. Yeah, that would be a great idea. She's so good at kind of taking a world turmoil and fashioning this very kind of cerebral, but still very human and connected story about not even hope, I guess, like, but you just come away from those books tingling in a way. Mm. And we've got spring, uh, not spring, uh, yeah, spring. Summer. Spring is the, the spring? fourth one, which will arrive uh, this this year. No, it's summer. I wonder if she will be writing the great, I don't want to say the great coronavirus novel, but I'd oh. love to see her perspective on this time because... I don't think I'm ready for the great coronavirus virus novel i just want to read about dragons and <laughs> and magic <laughs> that's all i want to oh can we talk about 
not to swing it back to kids again. This is the last. This is the last one, and then we can discuss adult books. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have so enjoyed reading Aurora Burning recently, and it has me made me want to just go back and read all of the Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff books because they are pure, like, fun and entertainment. Like but with so much heart. So when you, the thing I love about those books is that you go and you have all of the fun quips and the action and everything that you want, but it's also just like so full of just heart-wrenching, joyful moments. And that's exactly what I want right now. I just want all of the emotions bottled up together, shaken up and then exploded in Technicolor. And that's what I feel like those books are. Yeah, I really, I like, I still remember reading Illuminae for the first time because I kept seeing it in libraries and bookshops for years and I'm like, oh, that just looks gimmicky and, you know, who wants to have to hold your book upside down just to read one page? <laughs> I adore the main character of that book, Katie, and just the journey that she goes on and where she's kind of alone on that ship at the end being hunted and, oh, it's... I love that it's series. It's really small and just literally like you you're up in space and you're the last person alive and just how you get out of that is really like it was terrifying but it's also also hopeful and I just and funny and funny and also scary it's just honestly it's the full gamut of emotions Mm -hmm. just like blended together I love it and um yeah it's like it's like a everything fun about a Marvel movie and a Star Wars movie and, like, your favourite everything rolled into one. <laughs> your favourite everything rolled into one. That's a... Pretty much. That's like a <laughs> endorsement. That's how I feel about those books. I wish someone would adapt them into a TV channel movie. It would be such good... It would be so good. But, yeah, I'm like you, Liv. I never really liked... Um, epistolary novels or like any kind of novels that told a story with with pictures or you know anything aside from just normal prose and like I just want to jump in and say that I do love epistolary novels oh well I never did I I never did but I mean sometimes I'm trying to think of an example of one that I will accept but I normally I normally don't love it as as my preferred method um, of telling a story but they changed my mind on that because yeah. those books are so creatively written and pieced together with in so many different um like ways like I don't know you would never think of like yeah yeah like I didn't think you could exactly like you might turn the page from you might like turn the page and find yourself looking at a notice board and then you turn the page again and it's a, a, an I am conversation. And then you turn it again and it's schematics of a ship. And then you turn it again and it's a doctor's report splattered in blood. Like, and, it's, and it tells a story. I found it. Mm. I, I really loved it. Anyway, okay, I'm done talking about my books. So <laughs> <laughs> we can. Well, I guess that kind of leads us into the next question. What are some good other good series to get stuck into right now like maybe ones that we haven't read before but have been sitting on our shelves for so long because I don't ah. know about you guys but I went insane on the weekend and redid my shelves and refiled and got rid of stuff I didn't want and 
I'm so aware of every book that I have right now and how many of them Ooh. are unread. So what are some good series or just general books to get stuck into right now? Yeah, I think we've already hit the nail with uh, Wolf Hall. That's uh, the most ideal series to be reading right now. It's 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 massive, it's immersive, and it's the trilogy has just been complete. You know, that's that's got to be uh, a decade more of research and work that went into this um, book series, and it is being lauded as one of the biggest achievements of the English language in a long time. So. Uh, don't shy away from it. I, I think it's worth spending the time and money on that, that book series, three books that will just explode your brain um, as it has done mine. Um, looking at my bookshelf, I've got my eye on Robert Galbraith, the strike. Yes. Novel. Oh my God. That uh, is I know you love these, Sarah, and I've <laughs> just wanted to do them for so long. And I think, I think now's the time. I think that's an excellent decision. You know what else? Just to bring it back to magic and dragons and stuff. What about the Witcher yeah. series? You will not be deterred, Sarah. Yeah, the Witcher series. I I I kind of want to read it now that now after after the show came out and everyone started buying the books by the truckload. I want to know what <laughs> yes. this is about. Um, yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did you watch the show, Sarah? I watched the first two episodes of the show. Right. Um. I found it to be very pretty to look at, but I was there's a non-linear storyline going on, and at the time my brain was not capable of trying to piece together all the different timelines. But I got more time on my hands now, and so I'm thinking <laughs> this, this is might be a good time to revisit that um, because Henry Cavill, and also read the books maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh... It's not my wheelhouse, uh, that kind of fantasy. Um, I remember watching the first episode of it and I was like, this looks like it's beautiful and um, violent and gory and has all the stuff, just like Game of yeah. Thrones did. I also yeah. watched one episode of Game of Thrones and thought exactly the same thing. I'm like, There's, this has all the stuff, but it's not for Goodbye me. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, I will, Ben. I will. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go, go give it a try. It, it did sound like a real challenge to adapt it to television um, because, as you said, it's, it's non-linear. It comes from Polish, which is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, there's something different there. And obviously it's, um, it's someone like Toilet Paper, you know, which series. What an analogy. What an analogy. I'm um, in- at the moment of getting into, like, um, the Neapolitan novels by Elena Ferrante. <gasps> I've never read them. You know what? Them. Neither have I. What? Oh. I've never read them. Yeah, sorry. Um, have you had them spoiled for yourselves? No. No. no right, I don't, don't get them spoiled. Just go and read them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's splendid. Um, they're coming into new editions now, uh, which have really beautiful yeah, jackets. It's making me want to buy them. <laughs> That's what I'm I looked at those covers and was like, oh, maybe it's time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have a, a, a different publisher in the UK now, and there's beautiful covers coming to Australia now. Um, and there's the Foxtail series, which has been critically acclaimed. That's in its second series now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, and, and Ferrante herself has a new novel um, that is just about to come into English for the first time, which is 
super exciting. Yeah. I think I'm I think it's long past time for me to read those. They've been recommended to me so many times. And that thing happens that sometimes happens. Not not often for me because I usually like to jump on a bandwagon, but sometimes when too many people recommend something to me, I'm like, no, nah, sorry, I'm going to be contrary and not read it. And that's what happened mm-hmm. with that series. Yeah. So now um, I think I'm turning the corner and I want to know, I want to read them. Sounds like a plan. Aha. Um, we do want to wrap this up, but before we go, um, I kind of have a question about, are there any books we should maybe not avoid, but like, you know, everyone's saying this is the time to finally read Infinite Jest. This is the time to read The Goldfinch. This is the time to read War and Peace. Should we? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, read War and Peace. <laughs> I want to, I'm really into that. But, like, I feel like, I would say... now that, like you, have, you don't have any excuse not to read those. So what do you guys think about taking on that big, chunky novel that's been sitting on your shelf? I think that's maybe a, a good idea. I mean, there's always there's always joy to be found in reading. Um, I think um, there's there's different kinds of readers. A lot of people um, lapse in and out of reading, particularly younger people who work. Um, and if you're in that category and you've just um, you know had your social calendar um, obliterated by this pestilence that's wiping the world um, and you haven't read a book all year and now you think you're going to um, tackle war and peace that's that's a big um, change of gears and you know some people some people like to go hard like that um, my advice would be not to um, I don't want to say don't aim high but um, if, if don't you don't challenge been... yourself if you don't really want to yeah, I mean, you need to go and find the joy of reading. Um, yeah. uh, and maybe War and Peace isn't the best first stop on that journey. Um, maybe it's just going and getting uh, Boy Soil's Universe or My Brilliant Friend um, and having a wonderful time with that. Those are some good recommendations. Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends. It depends. I think that's good advice. Like... I mean, you just heard me waffle on about all the comfort reading I'm going to do. I feel at the moment yeah. that in my reading I'm not looking to expand my mind or have it blown or what, like, I don't really want mm. to be challenged in my reading right now. I normally I normally crave it and, um, and seek it out, but at the moment I really just want every book I pick up to be a nice old friend. Um, that's how I'm feeling. But at the same time, maybe it is time to read the Dickens books I haven't read already because, <laughs> like, there's there's a bunch of those. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, it, I, it depends what headspace you're in and what's going to make you feel good while everything is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a time in fiction, despite the number of people that are rushing out and buying Hunger Games. Well, I think we'd better wrap it up there, guys, because we are yeah. running a bit low on time. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for all of your recommendations. Uh, I think that they're great, and I always get a kick out of hearing what everyone else is reading. It's been a pleasure. It's wonderful to hear your voices. Um, happy yeah. reading. I miss you guys. <laughs> oh, I miss you guys too. <laughs> If you're listening 
Um, you can find all of the books that we've mentioned and talked about today um, online at booktopia.com.au or if um, you want to go and support your local wolf bookstore who are probably doing it really tough right now we also totally recommend that you do that too and we just want to apologize again for the sound quality there may be a bit of yelling we're enthusiastic people so please we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah we'll get better next time yeah. <laughs> bye Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au